Hello, this is William Hong, and it is Delster time. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Seltzer Time Podcast. It's your boy Ricky, aka Dick Chuck, aka the man behind the can at Seltzer Time Official. Here is always in the conversation accomplice, the man with the hunch about what's that trap. What is cracking, Fizzle Fiends? Welcome back to another episode of the Seltzer Time Podcast. And as always, we are so glad you're with us. This week on the show, we are talking to beer and brand evangelist JT Ethier from Greater Good Imperial Brewing Company. But before we get there, you guys know what we have to do. Hey, Ricky, how was Black Friday and how was Thanksgiving? How was your week? Hey, man. Um, been a week. It was good. It, it has very much so been a week. Um, it, everything was good. Thanksgiving was super chill. Nothing nothing really wild. Um, Black Friday was very wild. We had two very, very, very long days full of a lot of iced coffee and a lot of shipping and packaging and running outside but 20, it was awesome it's steps, cool you said yeah twenty thousand steps i did in a little store <laughs> for it was like 7.8 or 9 miles it was a lot it was a lot in a 25 hours span <laughs> but it's good it's really good um other than that just kind of kind of chilling you know we're having a tree taken down over at our house, which is why I'm over at Naomi's parents, hanging out back in the family room. <laughs> beautiful space painting. That's, yeah, beautiful space painting. And then there's a, I'll take a picture of it, but there's a poster of um, Kenda. You know, the polar bear from the, uh, what the heck's that place? Ecotarium. Okay. I don't remember There's like that. an old school poster of Kenda. I'll take a picture and post it. It's pretty dope. Hell yeah. So yeah, that was that's about it. Uh, I showed Naomi the Mighty Ducks movies last night. Both of them, that was super cool. Uh, all three, we watched all three. The Goonie. The Goonie. Oh yeah, it's my favorite oh, part yeah. of the second. The Icelandic all three coach. of them in a row. That's impressive. That's a lot of ducks. Yeah, the so like not surprising, but like the third one sucks. It's not that good. I always kind of thought that it would be a little bit better than it was, and it's not. So that's kind of a bummer. Um, the first, the first one is obviously the best. First is the, the best. Second, the second one's good, but it's not as good as I like wanted it. Like I, it's not as good as it was when I was a little kid. Like it's there's just more of a like, what kind of factor to it? It's not very like the first one's very <laughs> hockey. The second one's a little more slapstick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was cool. How was your week? It was good. In your holiday. Uh, my beautiful wife had her 35th birthday on Tuesday. So I promised her that no one should have to drink alone. So I drank cocktails and I had some of that greater good woo beer that we're talking about later today. There you um, go. Got a little shammered. Apparently I ordered pizza at 10 o'clock and forgot that I ordered pizza and then oh, was yeah. uh, frightened by the doorbell of the delivery guy. That's awesome. 
but uh, it was good. Sarah, Sarah's trying to get into like mixing cocktails. She likes the, uh, she keeps getting these cocktail books from her mom and nice. she's building out her bar. So it was fun. There you go. I've been Thanks. working on my home bar. Yeah, you have to, right? It's, it's a fun, it's a fun little project. I mean, like it's, it's for me, it'd be like having my selection of glassware that for when we can bring people over and smoke with them again. I like having options because you look like a fancy pants if you have, you know, a bong and a double boiler. And a, anyway. Hey, yeah. Um, Thanksgiving for us was super boiled down. It was just the two of us and we cooked a chicken. It was the biggest meal we've ever made for just the two of us, which was kind of cool. Okay. And I made this pudding pie that was described as luxurious on the online recipe. And it was, it was luxurious. And I made my right. own crust and that was cool. Nice. And then, yeah, the weekend was normal. I didn't work. I mean, I worked my yeah. stuff, but not retail. Yeah. So, there you go. So Smart. it was peaceful. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's awesome. But yeah, I think we can, uh, we can probably rip into this interview with JT because it's far more interesting than what we have to talk about. Let's do it. What's cracking, Fizzle Fiends? This week on the show, we are talking to JT Ethier, beer and brand evangelist for greater good. Uh imperial brewery jt thank you very much for coming on the show oh man thank you guys for having me so much this is awesome long time coming i feel like yeah you know it's like one yeah. of those things that we just like all right we got to set up that show and then two months would go by all right we, yeah we really got to set up that show and then another couple yeah. months would go by so well, we're not yeah, we're like on a, so. <laughs> clearly we're on like a string yeah. of uh like it's so funny finally having you on the show and then last week we had paul from lincoln crafted on the show because yeah. you like both of you guys are like oh we gotta have those guys on the show and it makes so much sense to do it we just yep. never did it and then all of a sudden yep. two in a row it was you guys no, i it saw just, that i actually have a lincoln candle right behind me here the pumpkins uh, uh a lincoln candle yeah <laughs> paul's a great guy nice <laughs> he's a good dude yeah he was great on the show last week and we definitely no, no, watched, yeah. good I heard. watched. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, heard. Sorry. Yeah. I was no, on, it's uh, cool. Our YouTube numbers are up and I'm pumped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. COVID's good for something, I guess, right? <laughs> well, right? I was thinking that too, because COVID's been good for our YouTube numbers and it's been good for us to get, actually get interviews with all these people we've really been meaning to get interviews with. Yeah. We talked about the flexibility. Yeah. Open the computer and uh, <laughs> you're ready to go. Just works. <laughs> so you, you mentioned that you guys aren't going anywhere. I mean, clearly you guys have been open throughout this stuff and selling beer to the people how's it going how's it how's it over uh, at the brewery you know it, we'll all say that it, it could be better obviously during this but uh we've been doing what we can uh constantly adapting uh you guys know the space it's a big space so we've even with the limitations we've been able to spread people out we've got some plastic barriers up uh to allow people to sit you know at the bar there's no bar service because that's not allowed but we've got that giant bar that allows people to you know kind of use it as tables over at the corners uh, we've opened the oh, back nice. up to add a couple more tables in there. So, yeah, so it's been, it's been okay. Uh, the, the, with the outdoor, you know, being shut down now, essentially with the weather, I mean, we're running tables out there every time it hits 60 degrees. So we're like carrying the tables out <laughs> through the taproom. We're like, no, no, people are going to want to sit out here today. Uh, so that's a, a battle that we're constantly fighting too. But, um, yeah, we've been, we've been making it through. We've been, we've been getting there. Everybody's been super flexible and, uh, willing to adapt, which has been awesome. I'm super That's interested. Awesome. Have to you see, guys? Oh, go ahead, Ricky. No, you. No, you. 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 No. I'm super interested <laughs> to see how these these companies like yours are going to adapt with the changing seasons, and like if there's thoughts about making those outdoor spaces more inhabitable with propane heaters or stuff like that, or if that's even a consideration. That's what I was yeah, going to ask. So, with propane heaters. Yeah. 
I mean, we obviously it's our first winter thinking about anything like that. Like we went through everything from awnings to tents to igloos, propane, like you said, like everything, uh, thinking just so, you know, about what we could possibly do out there. But, um, it's, it's trickier than you think. I mean, I, we had, uh, the mayor and the city manager and when we, uh, did the equality beer, you guys probably saw, uh, the lager, the, yeah. the, the proceeds, yeah, went to the nativity school. We had them in and I just mentioned to the mayor, I was like, you know, we were thinking, yeah, tent out. There was some propane. He was like, oh yeah, you know, public health would sign off on this, and these people would be all down for that. And I was like, oh, I, we didn't even. Oh, we thought a tent would be cool. So, <laughs> but, okay, <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, public health and stuff like that. So uh, there are a lot of things that you have to go through to, to make those things happen. With like, you know, like a propane heater in a tent is something that needs, you know, protocols and inspection and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. And we kind of made the decision with the limited table seating that we had out there that we could open up more space in the brewery. We could be flexible there and uh, make it work that way. So, yeah, nice. it's, you, you roll with the punches. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> oh, definitely. It's awesome. Have you guys seen, um, like, a huge spike in cans to go rather than people, like, coming in and being able to hang out? So during, uh, like, really when COVID first hit uh it was insane yeah. uh we we had to you know peel back our staff to only three people so those three of us doing it the whole time because uh people weren't allowed inside to sit down and eat but at that point the cans went through the roof uh we you know had tables set up all around the tap room we'd get in sometimes we'd have 50 60 orders uh, like when we came in in the morning so i mean oh. we're, we were looking at yeah no I, i'd be like okay three o'clock three o'clock's coming up all right there's 12 13 14 15 people coming to get their orders at three between three and three thirty oh. so People definitely, and that was right around the time of the first stimulus also. So that, that I'm sure that, uh, that people helped. invested <laughs> people, wisely. That probably helped. <laughs> yes, people were investing uh, for the long term or, you know, well, given the cases of beer, it was long term. Uh, <laughs> so you just had all these cases staged throughout the tap room. You basically looked like a warehouse. Essentially, that's what it was. Yeah, it looked like kind of like an Amazon like distribution center. Like it was like ordered like pieces of paper attached to like just cases of beer where people, you know, had the time that they were going to pick it up at uh, what they wanted. And we were just constantly pulling it out of the fridge and, and you know, that's so sanitizing insane. everything. And, you know, at that point, it was we had balls and balls and balls of sandy. Every time somebody came in the door, we were doing the handle and, it, and that was all still happening. And, you know, people were oh. everybody that walked in was wearing gloves still. So it was uh, we still see a lot of that, obviously, and safety wise. But uh, it was it was kind of like a war zone back then, uh, trying to get people their beer. <laughs> back then. <laughs> back then, I know, right? <laughs> back in the good old days. Back in my day. <laughs> that is, I mean, but truthfully, like that is the, the, the shitty part of this whole thing. We keep bringing it up is that I can't believe we're out of November. And then yep. all of a sudden you're saying back then, what was that, March? Like four, four phases ago? Yeah, <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> so it was it's like every time a new a new set of restrictions or ro rollbacks come it's like oh that was you know that year's over now we're on to this new phase of, <laughs> of the service i am pumped to those are still staying fruitful throughout this whole thing and even coming up with new offerings like i saw the seltzer you of course your seltzer boys noticed that you guys have been pushing out the seltzer yeah, and that was something that we that you know obviously talked about. We saw the changing uh, dynamics in the market. People were looking for something that was lower calorie, and people the Celsius were just going crazy. When you see you know Coors Light yeah. and Corona and and <laughs> Milton, all these places, Bud Light doing Celsius, you know that the numbers are showing that it's, it's yeah. Happening. So so we want to make like they something. All came out with a seltzer this year. Yeah, no, that, I mean, like, <laughs> you'll, you'll see the distribution companies are like doing all their thing too. They're like, oh wow, we, we're moving like 
20% more sales or whatever it is. I, I wouldn't know the number, but uh, than we were last year. And they're like, holy crap, like the warehouse space is changing for them. The, the, you know, the personnel is changing for them because of it. And you see the big, big companies now going, oh, we need to get something out there. You have billboards in Worcester about it. <laughs> yeah. That's so insane. Yeah, it is. It is wild. wild. So we want to take a shot at it. And uh, the first run was, was good. It was tap room only though. We were like, you know, it's a, something we described as a craft cocktail almost it's eight percent because we're all imperial so it had to be high i was ABV. about to ask like does it make it is there an imperial seltzer are you defining the category well so you have your um what are they you have a four loco which actually does like a 12 percent, I, I believe <laughs> so I, oh my god i know right like they four loco put one out and then there's a, there's a couple more that are super super high abv um I'm trying to think of who does them, but we, we, we obviously, I went down to my local shop here at the watch you and what why is it wine and spirits here on Grove street and bought like four. I love, I love that place. Yeah, no, they have a great selection. And, uh, there was like 14 different selections. So I was like, all right, we're doing some uh, sampling. And the guy kind of looked at me weird when I <laughs> checked out all this seltzer. Cause he knew me from greater goodies on what's going on. Huh? <laughs> Like, hopefully never have this much seltzer in my car again but uh <laughs> i knew we were going to be talking sure. about some beer brands today but four loco was not on my my big yeah, no. list well, you know we reeled that one back in <laughs> nah, i was shocked when i saw it there too i was like well i have to grab this when it comes in you know one of the massive massive cans <laughs> oh it, there's no way it's good right uh it depends on who you are i guess <laughs> because i drink it it tastes like uh it's super like four loco e, I should say. I don't want to like disparage them, but uh, it's oh, yeah, yeah. four loco e. If you remember four locos, the originals, they were sugar bombs. Like, <laughs> yes. So, uh, break shit drunk. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what it was. <laughs> no, we, um, that's awesome. that was one of the last ones that everybody tried. <laughs> it just kind of nice. sat there in the corner until people, you know, worked up the courage to <laughs> <laughs> finally drink it. But, uh, no, we, we looked at uh, the flavor of everything. We were like, a lot of these are really sweet, and that's not what we wanted to do with the seltzer. Uh, you don't think of really sweet when you think of seltzer. Um, so yeah. and A lot of people say bitter even when, when they have one. So so we thought it was good. The first one, we were like, we don't want to do too much more, add too much more flavor to this because uh, it's going to be – we want it to be low-calorie and, and drink like a craft cocktail like we originally described it. So we pour it over ice. We, uh, we put some fruit in there, and people actually love it. So – it's so been that's, a, that's been a huge win day. for us. Yeah. It's constantly one of our top three or four pours in the draft room is, is that seltzer. So really? and now we're even, yeah, now we're even uh, branching out. Um, one of our, our bartenders, Kyle, Ricky knows Kyle. Uh, was like, why don't we just throw some, yeah, he's man. He was like, why don't we just throw some juice in one of these? It's like no cost to us. Really. It's just so limited. We throw it in there a little bit of color, like a little bit of cranberry, I believe is what they're using or lemonade. And it's like, you got your own, craft seltzer cocktail yeah people out, i saw take pictures of it on social media yeah oh, it's so i was gonna say i think i think aviva posted the picture that i saw the first time probably yeah she wasn't paid and i was like oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> disclaimer i was just like what is going on that's amazing that's so oh, yeah, sick we put a post out in that day i was like, i hope you guys have extra staff because it's like 65 degrees out and that that picture is like this bright red like eight percent yeah Mm-hmm. anytime and you post yeah. anything pink people lose their minds for it i was like yeah i hope you guys like, got an actual <laughs> person coming in because this is going to be a whole different crowd today i think it's going to i mean the way i talk about it looking at our numbers it's traditionally like 65 percent, 35 percent, like men women and when we do something yeah. like that it, it evens right out to like 50 50 like no in no time at all 
Um, that's awesome. So it's funny to look at the, the numbers like that. And especially like people who bring, you know, gluten intolerant people in and stuff like that, that typically can't drink an IPA, uh, or, or yeah. something like that. definitely you, you see bigger parties. I mean, now they have something to drink other than water. I mean, it's bougie sure. water. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it tastes bad. I mean, we always have the polar products. Don't get me wrong. We have the polar products, but when you come to a brewery, you're not looking to really drink polar products all day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Speak for yourself. I came for the grilled cheese. You did. Oh, see, that's, yeah, that's a whole other thing we have now. There right? you go. Yeah. I was going to say, I know. Demographic. Yeah. You guys switched over the kitchen, right? There's like much more, it almost feels like there's oh, more of like an emphasis on the food. Yeah, for sure. Um, yes, Sal uh, has taken over completely in there. Sal Garcia, he's a local guy. He's been um, around at several local restaurants um, for years. He's the best. And, yeah, he's awesome. Such a fun guy. Really loves that he's he's got control of that kitchen now. He's putting some uh, culturally influenced dishes on there. Uh, it's not just grilled cheeses anymore. It was for a while. <laughs> we were doing grilled cheese and pretzels like you read about. Uh, <laughs> it was a grilled cheese factory at one point. Uh, <laughs> but, we, but, at, but we, at some point we really a part of our goal was to become a legitimate like you know premier brew pub we want really good food to match the really good beer and uh an ex sit down experience for people something that I, we really saw there wasn't much of you get jack's abbey obviously that's a great that's still right. a beer hall feel uh you still got a really yeah. big wide open space so um yeah this is just another step towards that and covid kind of forced our hand a little bit uh, to become that sit down experience so I don't want to say everything happens for a reason, but it's such an awful thing. But, uh, you know, we yeah. made the best out of it. You adapt. It's all about adapting. Yeah, you do. Exactly. You roll with it. It's not about lacking are resources. People, it's about lacking resources. Are people getting, go ahead. Are people getting food to go? Sorry. <laughs> some people. Some of our most, like, our most uh, popular, like, regulars, some of the people who are there all the time, uh, live in the area, maybe. They really love the food. There's a dish they really like. They'll pick up, like, a buffalo chicken dip to go or something like that. Uh, that's awesome. When they pick up their beer, that's something that we, you know, have been expecting. I do. We, I like. I went all out and did a Grubhub account just in case, you know. So we have that. Oh, cool. But not not likely to launch that. But like like you said, you just have to prepare for anything that's going to happen. So having backup plans, sure. backup plans, we have that in place. We can do takeout. So if anybody wants takeout, they can just call the brewery and and order their food. As the menu's right there online, and uh, Michael probably have it there at the front for you when you when you show up. <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna have to do that. Too. Yeah, yeah. Um, every time you guys post anything, it just kills me. I'm like, that looks so good. <laughs> oh yeah, no, absolutely. He does. He'll he'll make food to go. He'll he'll customize it for you a little bit too. So he does like the rotating burgers. He did like a, a jalapeno and feta infused burger one week, and so he's he's like every week it's kind of a different burger where he makes the patty differently, but. Uh, the chicken sandwich is also fire. I don't know if you've had it before, but it's, uh, he's it selling like a hundred of those a week, man. It's like crazy. Yeah. Uh, That's awesome. Yep. And he's got his wife, Anna working in there with him. So it's a really cool experience. Uh, they're El Salvadorian and they, they're just like in there cooking up like, uh, like their own home kitchen. It's awesome. That's great. And you'll see nice. him every now and then walking out into the tap room, like waving to people. And he's got his regulars <laughs> even now too. Like he loves going up to the bar and seeing what people like uh, think of the food and stuff. That's so cool. Yeah. It's, it's a really cool touch for a brewery, right? Like, he's, yeah. he's talking, like now it feels like we're talking about a restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For exactly. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Do you guys still have, you don't still have music, right? Like live music going on. Uh, we pulled it uh, because yeah. it was like weird how he, he, 
eventually you had to have people like outside. You couldn't have them inside unless they were 25 feet. I think it was from, from uh, customers, which you got, you got to wow. imagine a lot of places in Worcester, if you're going to put one guy up there singing and have the customers all have to be 25 feet away from him, you probably can barely have any people in the building at all. Right. Yeah. Like I think of like electric haze. Like I talked to Corey over there and it's like, he lives on live music and to have you know 25 feet from his stage just leaves him like three tables so yeah even even having if you wanted two musicians they need to be 10 feet apart also so you needed a big kind of stage area so we actually had to you know we moved outside which is cool like we talked about the weather like yeah. being like a plus for us we didn't really have many crappy weekends this year uh so we had people outside playing but once the weather turned around and daylight savings i mean it's dark at like four so yeah, <laughs> we pulled the plug on that. We still have, you know, we're covered by all the music licensing companies. We can play a lot. We can play like music in there all day and we have the TV. So sports are back. That's cool. Uh, that's that's keeping people hanging out and something to look at. But the cool thing about tap rooms is even without the music and even without the TV, it's more like a face to face kind of interaction kind of spot for the community. So, yeah, exactly. You're there. People for adapt. The Everything else yeah. is just kind of a plus. So exactly yeah i mean that was all kind of a bonus stuff that we wanted to offer people when we moved to worcester as like another reason to come in you go to a lot of tap rooms and it's no tv no well, some music but you know you're talking yeah. and sitting there talking about the beer kind of thing so so everything else is kind of a plus for us but uh it's a really good plus to have <laughs> in, in a city yeah <laughs> for sure yeah oh yeah um yeah, so speaking of new things, Travis designed the new new beer label. Did that I was that? a fun Did, drink that? <laughs> Did he? Yeah. Did I didn't know I didn't know how to how to like Did he? My mine's downstairs. Look at that. It's there fun, man. I didn't know how to how to slide into that. So yeah. So that is yeah, that is Woo, our uh, new 10% juicy hazy Imperial IPA. Uh artwork done by Travis Duda, punch back graphics. <laughs> <laughs> this is really fun this is it something was. so new for us yeah um jt hit me up with an opportunity he said that this is going to be unlike the rest of their offerings so we had a chance to go a little different with the label and to have a little fun with it he said the name and that's immediately you can't help but think of rick flair and a <laughs> so uh yeah now yeah, i find it funny news. One of the things that I'm going to ask you, uh, have you noticed that people are asking why isn't he wearing a boa? I actually haven't heard that yet. People, people keep asked, asking me, why isn't he wearing we a boa? made a mullet. People ask me if we could have made a mullet, but that was, I haven't heard the boa yet. The mullet would have been good. I'm probably going <laughs> to try that. Uh, uh, no, but so for no, whatever people, reason, some people think he wears a boa, but he had the kimono. What? People look at it, know immediately. Like they know immediately that it's Ric Flair. Like it's not. Yeah. It's not like it's it's a, a question for them. <laughs> yeah. So like I always knew him for the kimonos. Me too. Oh, true. Yeah. Like the yeah. Like the robes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, the robes. This, and, or I mean, whatever this you one. Call it. Yeah, I guess I'm not cultured. <laughs> I don't know. I truly don't know what the difference is. I mean, I'm not cultured yeah. enough to know that. So this I can't. could be a robe or a kimono, and I wouldn't be able to tell you. Same. <laughs> um. But yeah. So it was super fun to work on. Uh. Is, is it getting a good response? Like if people come into the beer hall and yelled boo? Oh God, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, the first day we released, I mean, it was, it's the first new beer we've done in a while, new brand that we've done in a while. So, it, so that obviously was going to generate something we wanted to capitalize and make it something super, super fun to, to want to pick up and, and say, obviously. So, 
So, I mean, it's been our highest seller since we launched it uh, in cans and on draft. Uh, and at 10%, that's tricky to be your highest seller on draft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I almost feel bad a little bit for the staff. <laughs> like that, 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 that. <laughs> like, oh, geez, that's ten <laughs> percent's the highest seller. How'd it go this weekend, guys? Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, people keep people, six feet apart after that one. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're gonna be like South Park with the poles like, in the tap room yeah. soon. <laughs> when you walk in, you have to grab your pole and like. <laughs> but but uh, no, the first person that I heard order it that that Friday. Um, uh, my sister Abby works in the tap room and she knew the whole story like front to back. Uh, she was like uh, telling people about it. They said, Oh, I want a woo. I want to try that woo. She said, but you, you didn't, I don't, did you say, I don't, I didn't, did you say it right? And then all of a sudden they're all wooing and you know, 10 minutes later, she's going, all right, I'm going to regret that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody's wooing across the tap room, but uh, no, that's, that's what we wanted. Right. Like uh, it's, driving a buzz for sure and i uh, haven't checked today but as of as of this weekend it was our highest rate of beer um you know that always happens with a new release but it was way up there um on untapped which is what we kind of use as the baseline because of the amount of uh, people that use it so it was way up there so i'm sure that's driving a little bit of it it's going to be hitting stores this week so you'll see the woo on shelves <laughs> nice uh, maybe people in the liquor stores will be wooing when they see it <laughs> is that just is that regionally is that like how far out can people find it in Worcester only? Uh, that's going to be, yeah, it's going to be Worcester County uh, this week. And then after that, you'll see a new batch coming out and then we'll, you know, label it up again. And that's going to probably hit Boston also. And, you know, limited locations like uh, probably a pallet going to Rhode Island, a pallet going to Pennsylvania kind of thing. So it'll be, uh, all, people will be wooing everywhere. <laughs> wooing across the nation. Yeah. At least the Northeast for now. <laughs> there you go. I mean, I think it's red. So like I have a, I have a business coach that I've been working with and she's out in Seattle and she happened to her and her husband happen to be beer, not snobs so much as beer nerds, better way to describe yeah. it. Cause they're just enthusiasts. Um, the hey, other one. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, the pulp daddy DDH label I designed, I yes. showed her the label and she goes, I've tried that. And I go, stop it. How have you tried that? You've never been to the East yeah. coast. She got some, like, they're part of some program where they shop online and it sends. Tavor, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. What is it? Yeah. What is that called? It's called, it's called Tavor. And it's a, they're a distributor, or they're actually a retailer that I use. Uh, they're based in Seattle. Uh, they, they actually have the license uh, and the capability in Washington to ship beer all over the country. So, I mean, that's becoming more that's of a so thing cool. in more parts of the country. But it's, it is really cool because it's like an online store. What you do is you, you go in there, you pick your beers, you build a case. And then once your case is full, they ship it to you. So uh, you can either build it all at once or you can, you know, wait for new ones to be released. And once your case uh, is full, it gets shipped to you. I mean, it's, you pay up by the can, so it's not super cheap, but you get yeah. access to beer that people don't get access to normally. And that's exactly what she said. She's, her and her husband have been able to try breweries like she's tried Greater Good from Worcester, Massachusetts, all the way out in Seattle. And she probably wouldn't have had the opportunity Except you can tell her just look at the can. <laughs> She's like, "What?" Put <laughs> your name on it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Now, right? Yeah. But I think that's cool, and I think that's smart, and like that's the kind of stuff that Greater Good you guys keep doing that I I find fascinating. You guys keep coming up with clever ways to just like put yourselves out there or get yourselves into the market. My best friend Matt to this day maintains that his favorite show beer is the greater good he can buy at the palladium because it's fucking oh, yeah. rad that amidst all this shitty beer you can get a good local brew 
I'm wondering what they even pour there. I've heard people, people I talked to from the Palladium tell me that they sell a lot of Helena, which is amazing because that doesn't get sold a lot really? in many places. That's a, it's a 10% in like cherry ale. They carried that all season last season. They were open. I think they had the crushed groove also, wow. which is amazing that they can get, you can get that there. But, but people I talked to, was like, always I had that red beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My, every single Palladium outdoor show, it was just crushed yep. groove. Yep. I'd have like four crush screws and then I'd have to like step down to Miller lights. Cause you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you're, you're still, you gotta start drinking water. Yeah. I'd like, like, I'd start my day at, at arms V and have like two hill farms heads walk down to yeah. the palladium, just crush, crush grooves all afternoon. And then by the end of the yeah. day, I'm like Miller lights and then hopefully home. Yeah. Usually, usually not. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I hear you. Something that makes you hit the porta potty. <laughs> you're like, I got yeah, yeah, exactly. Get, get out. <laughs> Yeah. So like, that's, that's super cool. Like, I mean, is there any other like interesting places that we wouldn't expect to find greater good or kind of like, I don't know. Ah, I mean, I'm kind so, of putting you on the spot. No, I know you, I'm probably the right guy. Cause uh, I do, I dealt with a lot of our accounts up until the recently we, we hired, well, I'm the evangelist. So I'm, yeah. I'm preach here. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, uh, we're definitely in Vermont, so you can go to some like really cool bottle shops in Vermont if you're like up in that area. And like where you where you find like really cool bottles, you'll find a lot of greater good. Um, like I go to Stowe, and there's places up there. Uh, we've been attempting to get into some of the resorts up there until this past season, where they kind of had to slow down a little bit. That was that was going really well. But um, yeah, Watchers at Mountain sells a ton of our stuff. Uh, so if you're ever in that area, but but even out by Greylock, like you know our beer Greylock. So we started like our first market was. Uh, commercial distribution out in uh, Western Mass. So we have a really loyal following out there and you can find it, you know, a lot in a lot of those small towns, bottle shops still uh, out, out in Western Mass uh, do a lot of volume for us. So that's so uh, cool. And even, even down in, uh, in Boston, we move a lot of draft in Boston now too, which people are starting to realize more and more of is that if you go into a nicer place in the greater Boston area, your old daddy has pretty much claimed the line in a lot of places. So it's getting out there. Uh, yeah, like I said, Pennsylvania and Rhode Island first were, were this year, and we're just looking into New Hampshire for 2021. So more and more. Um, but Tavor definitely over. lends to some of the coolest places because I'll go on on tap just to see where people are drinking our beer, and it'll be all over the country just because of, of the service that oh, we use in Tavor. Yeah. I didn't think of it that way, that you could also see where they are. Yeah, if, as long as they check where they're drinking the beer, I'm like, oh, well, this person's, you know. And we get to see numbers from uh, Tavor also where our beer sells really well. And and that's that's super interesting because th these are places that we haven't had any face-to-face -face and they have really no brand recognition. So if I look at their sales report, I'm like, well, the beer's selling in Montana and Arizona and Colorado, which is cool. Colorado has a lot of beer in it. Um, but those places, and we're sitting down wondering why are we selling so high above the average in these states? And I'm, I'm telling like Paul and I'm like, well, look at the logo. It's a moose skull, like in the in yeah. like mid Midwestern <laughs> States, like in up in the Northwest, like that, that kills it. They're probably like, oh, it's a juicy, hazy IPA. But look at that. It's got a cool uh, moose skull on there. You might as well just put a drink me sticker on it. Cause it's going to have, exactly, the same. right? <laughs> right. Oh yeah, man. Exactly. But it's That's a cool so brand. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. their branding is great. It's, it's funny thinking about people drinking your beer that don't know you guys, because like, <laughs> I mean, it's easy to, for yeah. me to say, like, we know sure. you guys personally, but also I feel like everybody in Worcester at least like knows you or knows Paul yep. or knows somebody that has some kind of connection to the brewery. So to yeah. have people all over the country who have never been there, love the beer mm -hmm. just as much. Like that's, that like speaks to how great the beer is. 
awesome. it, it, yeah, it does. And and that's where like I you take it's like the ratings like a double edged sword kind of like you don't take them too seriously, but you kind of have to because it, if it's a four point yeah. two, that's the reason somebody's picking it off a website like that, right? So <laughs> so it, at least it's getting it into their hands and then they're enjoying it and. And it's something that we kind of thought from the beginning that we had the potential to do, which was, I mean, like you said, Worcester, for the most part, you know, knows greater good really well, uh, whether it's myself or Paul or, or anybody in the company or just the, the brewery in general. Um, but the ability to bring people to Worcester using that brand is something that's really cool and, and beneficial to, you know, the city and, you know, us as well. That's what I was going to ask. Are you seeing like the the beer? I don't know if they call them vacationers. Like I don't know what the term is, but people oh, beer tourism is a real thing, man. Yeah, it is like, totally. Very much so. Are you seeing people oh, come mean, to Worcester for the beer from? So rewind one year. <laughs> yes, right. we were seeing fair, like fair, a parking fair, lot, <laughs> seeing a parking lot full of different license plates all over. You know, definitely New England, but even even further. Um, and I knew it was a thing. If you had the product, it was a thing. Uh, because I, I worked for a trillion brewing company, which you both might know, uh, for a couple of years before Greater Good. And I worked downtown in Boston. And I got a lot of the people that were getting off the planes, like from Logan Airport. And, and beer was their first stop. It was, they were stopping in Congress Street in Boston. And then That's they'd so be crazy. like, well, where do I go next for beer? And I'm like, well, you just bought all this beer. What do you mean? Okay. Where do you go next for beer? <laughs> this is going to get <laughs> me to the next place. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm like, wow. So these people are really landing in Boston, this major city. And what they're thinking is I got to hit all the local breweries first. So you, you, we knew it was a thing. Um, and being so close to being in Massachusetts where beer is such a huge thing. Um, you got some giant, yeah. giant companies. Like we knew we had that shot to bring people in or at least be part of that process of bringing people in. So now, nowadays, awesome. not so many out of state plates in the parking lot, but yeah, <laughs> we definitely know that we're, that there's people interested in coming to Worcester for greater good. And then maybe spending the day in Worcester, hopefully. And then, you know, experiencing a bunch of the other places, like in our neighborhood, North Worcester, we've talked about is, is flowing up a little bit and then just downtown mm-hmm. canal district, all that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We just had buds on, um, what, two weeks ago. And then mm-hmm. I met Jen for the first time. Oh, Jen's works there. Yeah. yeah, she's the best. And she was talking. She's like, "Yeah, like it's so cool thinking about like this neighborhood where, like, you know, for a long time, like Greater Good kind of was the only thing going on over there. Yeah, it was I like mean, you guys the cost is open and closed. Yeah, the cost was up yeah. and down. Like, yeah, was, yeah. Some yeah, pretty, now there's like car dealerships so and phone on. cell phone shops for a while. Yeah, <laughs> Crown Bakery. That's over there. Crown. Yeah, no, right. And then, but yeah. they closed down like pretty much right after we we moved in. That was a bummer. Uh, we had talked yeah. about maybe doing like spent grain bread with them and stuff like that, but oh, that cool. tell it was, yeah, it would have been really sweet, right? <laughs> but now we have crust right over there too, so that's that's another oh, really? yeah, right, right, right. True. No, that's a lot just, of cool stuff. Happening I'm just pumped because like I live over here now, so it's <laughs> like oh, yeah. everything in that area is like two minutes from or five minutes from my house. So it's yeah, same. Like I'm right down the street from the brewery, so so to see that it's beneficial to me personally, also as well as yeah. you know the neighborhood happened like the bumping neighborhood <laughs> so it, no that's been it's been a really cool three years to see what i think it's been about three now uh, what how long it blows my mind that it's only three though like if Me you, you guys are such a mainstay in the community now and it actually it march of 2018 is when we opened so it hasn't even been three yet <laughs> no that's so yeah. insane the yeah, first I time i ever earlier. had did you really I came on in November of 2017. So I was there several months before we opened. So actually okay. December. So I'm coming up on my personal three year with very good, but yeah. So before we opened, I was there. Yeah. And 
So maybe that's why I probably met you guys before we were even open. <laughs> I was gonna say, would that have been the first year that you guys did Brew Woo? The first year we did Brew Woo, yeah, yeah, that was probably right before we opened. That was probably right around okay. the same time. It's usually March. I think they usually do Brew Woo in March. It's but like we, March I, or April. I hadn't done that fest before. That's a great fest, by the way. That's an awesome fest. But uh, I hadn't done that fest before that year. So yeah, that must have been 2018 was my first year. So I've done it for the past three years. So it was okay. right before we opened. Yeah. yeah, I remember. That's the first time I ever had Greater Good was there. And I remember, I don't remember who I talked to. It was probably you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> saying that you guys were going to open a, uh, a tap room in Worcester. And then pretty shortly thereafter, it was there. Yeah, no, that was oh, so. You may that, that might have been Paul actually because he he was working on it in 2017. Uh, he was working on really? it in 2017. Okay. So it depends on what year it was. Could have been me. Could have been Paul. Very different yeah. looking people, but <laughs> yeah, a little bit, <laughs> a little bit. But um, but no, yeah, there were plans here. I believe in 2016 it was when he originally started thinking about Worcester and and talking to wow. companies about properties that were available and what would be good for a brewery before settling on 55 Millbrook, which. Some people said, why are you doing that over there? That's kind of out of the way. And it's a big parking lot, big giant space. That's, I mean, the, the parking lot's a huge selling point. When I talk to people at Fest yes. in Boston or, or in other places, I'm like, I know that you traditionally think there's no parking if you're going to come to Worcester, but we got a big parking lot. So <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's like yeah. the number one seller you guys have. Well, I mean, obviously the beer is beer. number one, but, like, yeah, but like the for fact the property, that you can no. park, yeah, it's huge. <laughs> Taking yeah, a left no, out amazing. of that lot is a little sketchy sometimes, but other than that, oh, yeah. everything else is perfect. <laughs> you just got to be, be mindful. Yeah. Just be mindful of the people doing 50 right there. No. And actually I know yeah. that I know I've talked to city councilors and stuff like that. I believe there's going to be a crosswalk with a light there, blinking light there someday um, and uh, better oh. sidewalk like areas. So I can't promise that because I don't work for, you know, the city yeah, but you, keep, you keep bringing people Thanks. over to that area. They can't ignore it. And if you yeah. look, there's construction going across the street right now at 53, 53 Millbrook or 57. It's right across the street from us. They're digging a foundation right now. And that's going to be a new um, recreational and medical marijuana plant. Like a, a, like a wow, grow operation? Be, uh, like a shop, yeah. A shop or a grow gonna, operation? One second, guys. My, my heat's going crazy. I'm going to turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was somebody just banging shit in the back. <laughs> We used to have that same heat problem at our apartment on like over in Tadnick. We had okay. the same uh like radiator. Oh yeah, system. it's an old house and and there's that we gotta bleed we gotta bleed the radiator now that we're using it every day. <laughs> yeah. Last year was my first year ever like having to do that. My apartment in Tatnik, we had it was kind of an older building and we had like an older heating system. I've never had to bleed radiators. I never grew up yeah. with them. So it was kind no, of a I, weird thing, but I haven't used these ones before. Well, actually, I had one in my old apartment, but never made the playing sound like this. So we were like, oh, wait, is this going to blow up? And she was like, you just got to believe. I'm like, okay, we'll figure this out. Yeah. The, <laughs> the first like couple days that it was really, really cold, probably last like November or December, we had the heat on and we were trying to go to bed. Naomi's like, what the fuck is that noise? Because <laughs> there was yeah. a radiator like right next to her side of the bed and it was just ping, ping like i don't know <laughs> and it's an open concept apartment so we have like no doors on anything so it's like four radiators like competing for who can be the loudest <laughs> <laughs> it's so, like yeah, uh no, there's listening nobody, to four of those playing. guys play the pots and pans down that's, yeah essentially no that's a viva out there <laughs> <laughs> i actually thought that's what it was i thought because like we've had this thing where people have been cooking in the background or yeah 
we're on Zoom. You kind of just fucking roll with the punches. Yeah. Yeah. No, no she's, she's probably doing something similar in there for her job. So that, that would not be not doing dishes or anything. <laughs> she's not practicing the the pipes. Or doing, yeah, bongos or anything like that. Yeah. Um, complete random so aside, funny. but Sarah was listening to Christmas music this weekend. This makes sense. Trust me. And yeah. she had the little drummer boy playing as she was decorating the house. And that is to me now such an absurd song that I texted our buddy, Sean Connolly, who just had a kid. And I yeah. said, Hey, Sean, do you mind if I come bring my snare drum and just riff on it for your baby boy? That's just like four days old. I promise I'll play my best for him. <laughs> Oh, what he, he, he probably had something hilarious to say back, I'm sure. He told me to go listen to the Neil Diamond version of the song. And that's what I did. <laughs> I'm not oh, surprised yeah. that there's a Neil Diamond version, but I'm just surprised that that was like the thing he sent back to you. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't expect it, but I should have expected something that I wasn't going to expect. <laughs> right? Yeah. But yeah, oh, that's too good. Anyway, no, awesome. yeah. yeah, no, sorry, my yeah, my orchestra of uh, no need to apologize. We live in New England, no they're all old houses. Yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> we're right on the lake too. So every time the wind blows, the heat kicks on. <laughs> yep, I used yep. to live in that area, uh, I don't know, like five years ago. Yeah, 2015, I lived right off of the lake. Yeah, didn't you work right down here at the was that the Starbucks that you were at? I worked, yeah, I worked at that Starbucks, which is yep. now crossed. And yeah. then I lived off of what the heck was the name of that road? It's, um, I, I should know this. I lived there, but <laughs> it was one of the so streets that it was like four COVID ago. <laughs> yeah, right? Four COVID. Seriously. Four COVID ago. <laughs> no, it was, um, what the heck? I want to say Mc, McClintock. Is that a road over there? Am I making that up? That sounds kind of. Yeah, that sounds right. I'd have to walk my neighborhood. Just I think that's the name of the road. I live here I don't now. And I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> They're all one-way roads. <laughs> yeah, basically. So it's a cool I, spot, though. I know it's a crazy thought, but just maybe, is there a time when you're not drinking great or good? And if so, like, what are some other beers you like to taste, you know, in addition oh, yeah, to no, great or good? No, like I said, I go down to Washington's Wine Spirits. I sample their selection. I go see our friends at other breweries and stuff like that. Um, I, I, I really can't say there's like really one. Like I, I'll pick up whatever was new, something I haven't seen before, you know, on the shelf down there. Um, if I, I go to a brewer, I now. ask. Um, oh, I mean, I, I'm noticing Redemption Rock out here a little bit more, like on the shelves over here. So I haven't been to their brewery for, you know, a couple months now, but I'm seeing them on shelves a little bit more. Um yeah, you know, I've always been a fan of like the classics. Like Topol and Goliath was always one of my favorites for for shelf beers. Um, yeah. uh, you know, let's see, Single Cut is another one from New York that I that I've always you know enjoyed picking up. Uh, can't get my hands on the big guys like Hill Farmstead as often as you used to. You know, at the dive bar, that was my go to in, in Armsby if I wanted something like that. Same. Same. I still see the guys at Trillium, but but not as much. And you know it. For me, it's really about whoever's doing new stuff, and if it's something that's compelling, if it if it if it's a fresh beer, and if you were able to get it on a shelf, I look at the date and I'm like, wow, this was a beer that was brewed, you know, just a couple weeks ago. It was packaged. Yeah, that's impressive to me. Coming from my perspective, is that you brewed it, you got it on a truck to distribution, and then it got to the store, and you're getting it fresher than some breweries that you know wait in line to get beer from. That's that's really cool to me. Is yeah. impressive to to be able to work that new kind of demand from customers for fresh beer on shelves um and kind of deliver on that have you guys kicked around the idea of doing beer delivery 
We actually just this week launched it like a soft launch for beer delivery. So oh, we really? had, I had four people. Yeah. Yeah. It was very, it was low key. That's like so we wanted to get the infrastructure in place for it. Um, we just launched like a new POS system that integrates with it. It was like a whole, it was a whole project, but um, yeah, no, we're ready to go. So we're like, you know, this week really going to start ramping it up as the weather gets worse and people, I mean, some of the feedback yeah. from people that I've had so far is I like going to the brewery. I like getting out of the house and just sometimes I sit in the parking lot for an extra 10 minutes and listen to music so, like, <laughs> like, kind of thing. It's like, I'm in the house all the time. I want to go somewhere. But um, I personally did the deliveries this week that we had had for them. There's only a handful of them, but you know, it's people middle of the day who are, I, they look like you guys right now, earbuds in, they're like coming to the door. They give me like, here's, here's like two bucks. Like, thank you but it's like i just want you to enjoy the beer like i really i'm just happy to get you this beer right now but you can tell they're like at work like during the day on conference calls they don't, don't even know time. who you are probably they just think you're just a beer delivery guy they don't know that the beer evangelist has personally brought them beer with such great goddamn service here's a buck don't spend it all in one place hippie i'm just like thank you so much but like there you go. Like, I'm glad that you can have this beer. You can go back onto your conference call in there at work. You're probably telling your buddies, I just got my beer delivered. Like, like that's, that's a cool thing for us. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. It's, so, I just like whip my cord. That was weird. Um, it's such a cool concept, but the only place I saw doing it was Trillium. That's why I was wondering, like, if you guys were getting in, is that becoming more of a thing in the beer world or? I think that it was kind of this weird equilibrium where, I can't speak for them, but they, they, they make a lot more yeah, beer yeah. than us. So when, when the restrictions hit them, they, uh, they were trying to get beer out a little bit further, but now they've streamlined it. So that's like an actual like revenue stream that's pumping for them. And it's, it's so up them up big time. So we did see that, uh, we do have a different license in Trillium. We're a pub brewery versus a farmer brewer. So, um, yeah. things are a little bit different, but, but in terms of delivery, um, as long as, you know, we're, you know, checking ID and stuff like that. That's the, the main thing that the main hurdle to get over. Um, so people are paying online and now it's just like, Hey bud, which is funny. Cause the first four people that I delivered beer to, I was like, I, I know you from the tap room. Like, like yeah. it's our regulars <laughs> who are like, I can't, but it's not people who are like, Oh, beer delivery might be the next thing. It's people who are like, thank God, greater good. will just come to my home now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's so, so awesome. When, so You're yeah, like, that's something that we're going to really ramp up this, you know, going into the end of this year and then Q1 yeah. of next year. Uh, try and you know build that out because as of right now it's set up you can only place a delivery order on our website uh, if you're within 12 miles of the brewery that's kind of to keep the the bandwidth down on us but as we move on we'll probably pick different days to deliver to different areas because um, people that are here in Worcester like coming to the brewery and picking the beer up even if it's for a brief second and just you know pick it up and say hi for what yeah. it's worth, I would pay more money if you guys got like a moose that you can go and make deliveries on. And in the middle of this like snow winter that's coming, if JT rolled up, I don't even drink that much beer. I would buy beer yeah. after beer. Just on, on an actual like moose, like with a red nose. <laughs> I do have moose costume, which you may be or may not be aware of. I do have a moose costume. I, don't, I was not I aware of it. You might have seen it. it. It's, uh, seen it's about a six foot one moose mascot costume big giant head it's got this grimacing face um and we even had our buddies at uh one off make a shirt for us that says you know greater good on the front here and then it's like jersey styles so on the back it says chugs across the top because that's his name chugs <laughs> chubs or chugs chugs okay c-h-u-g-s or z sorry z of course and it says where the number is <laughs> yeah where the number is it says eight percent so chugs eight uh, percent and he's just this big muscular moose with like an eight pack that uh, 
<laughs> looks mean just <laughs> he embodies the imperial uh the brand so maybe if we did deliveries in that that would that would be you know an extra little service fee if we're gonna get uh, chugs dusted off and <laughs> out of quarantine <laughs> i don't know it's just I like, like i think you need to do those fun things is like at the beginning of quarantine there were strippers that turned into delivery people and they were i saw that yeah they were personally, delivering food I, I in their stripper <laughs> outfits that's amazing yeah i mean okay. i don't want to scar any foot buddy i don't feel safe driving them the, with moose head on but <laughs> i was gonna <laughs> you say you'd have to have like that would come out of it i had like the, the, these great ideas for like having having this costume before covid that we got it like two months before covid i was gonna like you know just walk into restaurants that serve greater good and like sit down at the bar in it and just like Get, get content that way like promote our accounts also like promote greater good and, and yeah obviously has is like you know on pause for now but who has yeah. a convertible that they can drive you around like you're jfk or something <laughs> does anybody know joiner lucas <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> joiner do a video with the move with the <laughs> Oh, it'd be too good. No, that's, that's, so it's been unfortunate that that's been one of the casualties of, of this whole pandemic is not being able to use that more. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's so it's funny. a gold mine. Well, uh, 2021. Yeah, right. 2021. 2021. Coming up all chugs. <laughs> Coming up all chugs. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the title of the episode. Yeah. Um, so good. Well, uh, before we before i'm travis i'm gonna cut you off i'm sorry <laughs> um so you guys okay i remember you had shine down playing the brewery yeah that was wild right that was just crazy that was so weird i was working with uh, uh xlo or cumulus media on like a contract for radio advertising and at the same time they were looking for like a small intimate venue for a show and it was kind of like a well you oh, we'll do this you do that kind of like let's this be a kickoff to our relationship kind of thing and that's yeah. how that worked out it was wild because they're always looking for partners to like, like do that kind of stuff i think they have a, a studio in their their station that was under renovation at the time too so oh, everything just fell cool. into place that was really crazy uh, like out of nowhere <laughs> like kind of thing where there was like there was any any band would be cool for, for them to hook us up with like they were talking for about sure. like love, lovely the band or is that that's one of them that they they were like promoting i think is lovely the band huh. at, that, at that time and i was like oh that's like a cool like new up and comer and then they were like oh well, we have shine down that one's coming up like shine down like <laughs> what <laughs> like the band i've known for like 20 years shine down like <laughs> right yeah yeah so no, funny. So they had uh yeah those guys came in is that yeah zach and yeah that was freaking crazy and a couple of our staff got to work it and it was really intimate i think there was under 40 people there that they gave away tickets to like their fan club and it was oh, wow. just something that i would love to do again obviously but who knows that's kind of like a cards align kind of thing where i mean they showed up like full on like rock star style showed up back door came up that wooden ramp in the back door went down like the loading dock that's like all like you wouldn't even think you were like walking into like an episode like a saw movie or something like that when you walk down there yeah and i let him in the back door to the break room and they stood in the break room for like 10 minutes nobody even knew they were in the building yet and then they walked out from the tanks so they walked out like from where the brewers hang out and just like yeah, yeah. and everyone's like what here they come from the brewery <laughs> that's then, so sick free song acoustic set like signed a couple autographs and then whoop, right out the back out the back door and then like they never they were never there it was wild <laughs> that's amazing no, did they drink any of the beer 
We sent them with beer. Actually, uh, I think both of them are are sober, but uh, we sent oh, them really? for their, their crew. Yeah, <laughs> I believe cool. they're both sober and uh, very fit now. They're, they've gone to CrossFit and that kind of stuff. Like I was like, geez, nice. this is, <laughs> you probably don't drink any beer, huh? <laughs> Just looking at you. Yeah. <laughs> I know you've had a, an IPA, like an 80% IPA <laughs> in years. But no, that was something. Yeah, no, I'm glad you bring that up because I forget that that happened sometimes because it was so quick and it was just like, yeah, that just happened. Like they were in and out and like they just played three songs and I have all of these videos of them like two feet away just playing and talking to the crowd and stuff like that. So just That's these awesome. little things that, I mean, you know, having Cumulus and XLO right there in Worcester yeah. is like uh, on, it's like super like people don't even realize <laughs> the, the potential that comes from that. There's, there's bands in the city all the time and people promoting. So yeah. But, Chalk one up for Worcester. <laughs> That's what's up. That's yeah, that was really awesome. I don't think we, so. I don't know if how much time you guys have left, but we we did want to talk. Do you, have you guys had a chance to get these yet? Those the I seltzers? have not had one yet. You haven't had one yet, so we're gonna have to get you guys some of the uh, the seltzers. And but I wouldn't crack and chug them. <laughs> they are eight percent, <laughs> but we do have. We 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 launched with uh, the two citrus flavors: tangerine, lemon. That's pretty standard, right, for seltzer. Uh, oh yeah. And then launched over into the black cherry. Uh, people, I mean, we look at numbers and people love the black cherry. Um, My no old roommate is. is a huge black cherry fan. Yeah. So it's, Every time we got bowler, he always got black cherry. There's something about black cherry for me that has always been kind of like syrupy, like kind of like cough syrupy. I don't know. Maybe it was just yeah. like Robitussin as a kid or something like that. But this, <laughs> the, the flavor in this is subtle. So that's that's about my favorite thing is about it. And then the acai berry that's uh that one i was looking at that one on the instagram earlier that one sounds some, like something i would really like to try i've never had an acai seltzer before yeah i hadn't either and but that one is um feedback is the best on that one so far uh they all have really great feedback and even when i go online and check the ratings compared to you know other places they're they're really good but i mean personally i'm not a, a hard seltzer drinker but uh, yeah just it's it's getting to be too much right like i'm the beer evangelist <laughs> we're seltzer fall into this category uh but that's been uh that's been the fun thing is adapting to you know seltzer food all these you know all these new things that are up and coming in the beer market um and kind yeah. of like adjuncts or like tangent to the beer industry that they're really like kind of carrying it all forward um i would um, imagine that just about everywhere has one soon <laughs> Most likely, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is the uh, hard seltzer a brewery exclusive, or is that um, being distributed uh, all over? That first batch was. You know, this is kind of how we do it. The first batch was, you know, done at the brewery, um, and it blew up. So we knew that, you know, our customers are from all over Massachusetts. They're all from all over Central Mass, at least. All uh, so, they'd buy it on shelves too. They had great feedback in the in the brewery. So we launched. Nice. two of the four flavors i think it was or no all of them but the acai berry um went out to distro so the other three went out to distro um and the fourth one will be going out to distro you know before the end of the year so you'll be able to see all four of them out there pretty soon you could stock oh, some yeah. stuffing or stuff some stockings with them oh yeah absolutely yeah one <laughs> yeah <laughs> a couple four packs yeah, why not, there you right? go the best um, kind of gifts so I think we've done it. I think we've gone about 45, but uh, I, I would be amiss if I didn't call attention to the fact that I was pumped that JT was one of the first human beings that I ran into in the middle of the pandemic where I saw him oh, and yeah. Viva out walking the the paths near our house. That yep. was that was like, what, four years ago, it felt like? 
that was like <laughs> and uh yeah and you're you're no, totally was, one of the dudes we'd always just run into around the city and that's one of the things i missed throughout yeah that's thing. kind of the cool thing right like i remember i remember all those years ago when i see you guys out in worcester when i was a young kid <laughs> yeah. i see you everywhere yeah so that was a cool uh little uh covid instance to you know run into you guys walking on the trail there and it's like oh cool i guess it's the same but different <laughs> we're, yeah. we're in masks walking a trail in the woods but uh instead of it you know being downtown or something for a brief moment it reminded us that we were normal or like it felt yes. normal yes yes Just for a moment running running into people spontaneously <laughs> yeah <laughs> it never happens anymore like even when 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 uh travis was setting this up uh i was like hey yeah where should i meet you guys and then immediately i was like not nah, no can't break that habit <laughs> no nope. i'll see you on zoom <laughs> i know I, we haven't we haven't interviewed anybody in person since Mar- March, second week of March, I think. It's been a while. It's been a very long. And again, you said it, and trip. I'm thinking like, oh, man, we probably could bring a mic to the brewery and stand real far apart, but it's not yeah. worth it. No, a lot of work, and you would have not been able to hear my pipes. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> the song of the people. But once yeah. this shit is a little less crazy, we do yeah. want to set something up with you guys. I mean – Oh yeah. Clearly we're, we're greater good fans and yep. uh, it would be fun to do a, a joint thing together. Oh, we get some, yeah. some live, live shows some going sorcerers. or something like that. Yeah. Yep. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be so sick. I'm into it. Well, JT, was, how do people awesome. find greater good on the internet and how do people find you if you want them to? Uh, you can find greater good at www.greatergoodimperials.com. That's you can order your beer, pay for it there. You can find our whole, you know, beer Bible that breaks down all of our beers it's got the you know hops grain every like the recipes basically for all the beers so any questions you have <laughs> for greater good will be will be on on uh, greatergoodimperials.com and you can also find us on social media at, at greater good imperials on instagram at greater good brew on twitter uh, and then obviously on facebook and if you find us there you're going to find me somehow because um, <laughs> you'll you'll run into me if if that's the case if you find us on social <laughs> Oh yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks for coming on. No, it was fun. Thank you guys for having me. Um, hope to see you whether through zoom or, you know, running into you on a trail at some point in the future. (laughs) Soon. Yes. You'll probably see me at the brewery before a trail, but (laughs) there we go. Uh, We'll have some seltzer for you. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) That was super fun. Um, thank you, JT. Yeah. JT is the man. Um, it's so, it's awesome to hear, you know, greater goods, like still killing it. They're, always on board with adapting they're not that's like one of my favorite things about that brewery is they're not really stuck in one way of thinking which is great it's super important <laughs> um so it's cool to hear that they're doing the deliveries and they were crazy for you know curbside pickup for cases during like peak covid and their kitchen i seen the pictures that sal post absolutely kills me because this stuff looks so so good i was I also getting good. hungry through that whole thing i'm still hungry right now just thinking about yeah. some food for real no yeah. that was fun that was a fun one love seeing that and i love that we have like so many people looking to make worcester a cool spot and now because yeah. of people like greater good worcester is now known for a beer culture which is yeah. pretty fucking cool that's pretty dope so i'm into it thanks jt i think it's the about best. that time Let's do it. Hit us with that good, good Solon. When you hit them with those stones, ow! Gotta slap them with those pokes. Oh, yeah! Stokes and pokes.
All right. Well, I'm going to start with my poke. Uh, and uh, for my other internet fans like me, there was a story that's been going around the internet for a few years now, a few years now, but a kid named Jamal Hinton who got a text message from a wrong number inviting him to Thanksgiving dinner. And he responded by saying, who is this? And he said, the number comes back, it's your grandmother. And then he's like, can you send yourself, a, can you send a picture? And she sends a, she's like, why? This is your grandmother. And she sends a picture and she's a really sweet older white woman. And he, at the time was a 17 year old black kid. I mean, he's still a black kid, but he's just not 17 anymore. And the heartwarming part of the story is that she realized the mistake and still invited him to dinner. And then he still went. And then for four more years, him and now his girlfriend goes and has dinner with her family. And it's a super sweet, heartwarming story of just humans being good humans. And then I saw it come up um, and I saw it come across my newsfeed this week. And I'm like, awesome. Like, this is what I needed. I needed a nice positive story. And it was, and they had a small Thanksgiving dinner, um, super boiled down, but they had a spot missing at the table this year and they had a picture set for, for the woman's name is Lonnie. And I'm, uh, no, her name was, his name was Lonnie. Her name was Wanda. He passed away earlier back in April of coronavirus. So oh. they had an empty seat at the table and it was just like, it hit me in the core. I actually weeped. Like I was so teary eyed reading about this story. So because, yeah, man. And in, in a, what should have been just a beautiful heartwarming story is still smacked with this fucking real reality. So mm. uh, if you know what I'm talking about, go Google Jamal Hinton, Wanda Dench. I think it's her last name. And um, it's a cool story. Nice. I am stoked. I, I've brought it up many times and I'm a fan of YouTube. And so I'll branch out. I'll start watching random things and YouTube will give me some random suggestions. And this title came across my screen called Sassy Justice. Um, and I'm looking at it and I'm like, something about this looks weird, but all right, I'll give it a shot. And then I looked at the thing and it says from Matt, uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker. And I went, oh, I'm absolutely watching this now. And it is, they've released the first episode back in October. And in the first episode is this 25 minute, uh, it's the first like deep fake satirical comedy that I've ever seen where the main character is this sassy justice person, but it's definitely a dude. It's this Peter Serafinowicz as Donald Trump in this funny wig, but they're using deep fake technology. So it, it, it has Donald Trump's actual face on this actor as he's like walking around. And, but the whole thing is all about how he's exposing how deep fake technology is around and how like people can get you to say anything like poo poo and vagina. And then they have Al Gore come on and it is like your, your, I think it's uh, Trey Parker's Al Gore. And it's like, I'm super serial, but it's actually Al Gore's face. It's just, the whole thing is wonderful. It's on YouTube like 25 minute long sassy justice definitely i i'm not doing it justice definitely go check it out it's hilarious okay that sounds Matt dope. stone trey parker for anybody that does know those names off the top of your head they're the creators of south park and lots of other stuff uh mormon book of mormon yeah book of mormon is the best thing in the whole world it's so yeah. funny like i gotta I think, take my headphones out notice that you're all good um <laughs> i think so like that to me is what when they really transcended from just like the the fart jokes from South Park when my mother-in-law who was like a 60 year old 
kind of refined woman was singing all these Book of Mormon songs. And we got to tell her like, they're the same people from South Park. That joke, that whole musical originated in South Park. Yeah. Beautiful. So good. We saw Book of Mormon uh, last summer. Um, yeah. Did you like it? Yeah, it was It was absolutely unbelievable. It was one of the funniest things. I. It was probably the funniest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. It was yeah. so good because I knew nothing about it going into it. Um, we went down to New York to see Hamilton. And then the next night we were like, Oh, we, we should just go to something else. We'll see like what we can get last minute tickets to. So we walked down, uh, we walked down to the theater because then Naomi was telling me about it. And I was like, let's, let's try to go to that. Like, that sounds like something that I would love. And she, I think she's seen it before. She might've seen it in Boston. Okay. But um, yeah, we loved it. It was so fucking funny. That's awesome. It was amazing. Yeah. So yeah, I, yeah. I haven't seen it, but I'd like to. What do you got That's for great. the people? All right, what's up, guys? Um, so I had to move down to the floor because I had to play that hat. We didn't get to see oh, yeah, that hat my, before. This is my Stoke. I'll start with my Stoke. Okay. So my Stoke this week is my Dr. Fauci hat that says, "Wash your hands." Can't I see it because it's backwards? And I'm obsessed with it. Where did you <laughs> get that? All right, so. There is, there's this company called Ebbets, Ebbets Field Flannels. They make like, um, so like for hats, they do like the old school, um, uh, old school baseball, like wool, like this is like a wool hat. Um, they do those, they do like the old school baseball jerseys. They do like jackets and things like that. This is a collaboration with, I had to make notes because I always forget the people who actually like designed it. But there's an artist, Micah Smith, who I follow. I think that's how I saw this hat, actually. So him and Max Wessler, who's a writer, collaborated on this hat, designed it. They did it with Ebbets Field because they make the, the best stuff ever. And 50% of all the proceeds went to the Steps of Faith Foundation, which is a nonprofit that helps uninsured or underinsured uh amputees get help with that's awesome stuff. that's all awesome yeah it's it's super 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 dope i mean dr fauci is like you know the hero of 2020 um or the villain you know depending on your beliefs in science <laughs> your beliefs in facts depending on how much you believe facts about she's either the best or the worst uh, but yeah, I had to buy this hat. It, it was a pre-order back in August, I want to say. It was either like August or like very beginning of September. And so it was a pre-order. They had it up for like 24 hours. And the, the hat was supposed to be delivered by October 30th. But due to COVID, <laughs> it got pushed back a month. And then I got it, I don't know, three or four days ago. So Friday, they came in Friday. But yeah. So I'm super stoked on it because I love this hat and Fauci is my boy. It's a great hat. All about all about washing those hands, you know. <laughs> so yeah, there's that. And then my poke is if you guys haven't been able to tell, this thing on my face, my beard, has gotten a little gross and out of control. And in true me fashion, I've procrastinated getting a haircut and a beard trim 
even though I literally work two days a week in the same building as my barber and I talk to him all the time. I He doesn't tell you you look like shit? No, I wish he would. Josh has told me that my hair looks like shit before. He's like, yo, you gotta come see me. Your hair looks like shit. (laughs) My hair isn't... I mean, it's bad because I slept on it and I've been wearing a hat. Oh, it's not that bad. But like... My hair's not that bad, but my beard grows like way, way, way too fast. So the other day I went to set up an appointment for Tuesday. So he was booked all last week, which made sense. And then for Tuesday, I was going to book just a beard. I I don't really want to get a full haircut. I just want to have my beard taken in, but he's not doing beards at the moment because of COVID. So as we speak, my uh, razor is charging across the street and i'm gonna i'm gonna do it myself hack and slash does that mean we're seeing babyface ricky later today i'm not gonna shave it all off i'm just gonna like trim it way down unless i screw up i was gonna say that those sound like famous last words to me that's why it's my poke i'm i have to poke myself into just stop slacking on things like i knew i needed to get this done like two Two weeks ago would have been like the sweet spot, but I could have got it done three weeks ago. But instead I waited and now we're, it's gross. It's so gross. So. Um, I, yeah. So we bought one of those like automatic clippers, right? And um, it works yeah. great, except at some point I lost the number two attachment. So like, that's the perfect length. It's the perfect length. And it's so now I have to like go for three, which is just a little too long or one, which is essentially shaved face. So yeah, I'm sure if I, so like I probably could text Josh and just be like, can you do my beard? <laughs> we work, we work in the same building. It's like a mutt can see him. Have him, have him just duct tape your mouth shut. So it just, just go around it. That's so stupid. <laughs> I'm sure he would do it. Like I, 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 I feel very confident that he would do it for me, but I don't want to be that person. Like my look, right. especially like coming from me today where I've already like slammed my head on a light and like all kinds. Of, I'm just not, I'm not fully dialed in. Um, I can see like a nightmare scenario where he makes the exception, does my beard, turns out I have COVID I get the whole world, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think that's the case, but I'm just going to play it safe and play by the rules and not try to, try to, you know, get a special privilege out of anything. It's not the time. Here's hoping that you uh, somehow give the mustache a shot today and it works for you. If I screw up and have to shave my beard off, I will leave the mustache on, do one video, like one Seltzer Time video and then I'm going to shave that off too. Cause I can't pull a mustache off. It doesn't work for me. I look like, a, I don't even know what I look like. It's just not, it's not fun. It would be awesome to do a live show where we both have handlebar mustaches. Just like the, that full, would actually be very funny. I don't know why we would, but it would just be a photo. Anyway, I don't hate it. <laughs> awesome. We could do that. All right, people. Well, while Ricky and I figure out what our TikTok plans are, we are going to let you go and hope you go enjoy and live your life. Uh, find us on the internet at seltzertime.com. Find me personally at hunchbacktravis or at travisduda.com. You guys can find me at dickchuck77. Oh, real quick, shout out Bagel Time. 
So the Bagel Time Instagram messaged me the other day. I got t- oh, because uh, so I was on the front page of the Telegram for Worcester Bears. That's awesome. And yeah, I had a bunch of people started texting me. I'm like, what the hell's going on? I had no idea. I knew that they were obviously in the store, like taking pictures, but I didn't know what that was going to be for. And they interviewed Jess. So I figured whatever pictures they use will be the ones of Jess. But no, on the front page, it's me packaging orders. <laughs> it was mad funny. You're a cuddle but, uh, girl. It's true. That's what I'm here for. Maybe I shouldn't shave this beard. Um, hey. But uh, so Bagel Time DM me and they were like, oh my God, I always thought that your name was Dick Chuck. And I was like, that's hilarious. And they were like, yeah, like it made sense. Like we thought, I always thought your name was Dick Chuck, whatever. And I was like, no, that's so good. She's like, I didn't know it was Ricky Nelson until I saw you on the paper. So then I was like, well, you're not wrong. Like technically my name is Dick Chuck. It's Richard Charles. Right, right, right. (laughs) So you're not, you're not off. You're just not a hundred percent correct. But, um, but yeah, so that happened. So you guys, you guys can find me at Dick Chuck. (laughs) And then also Seltzer Time Official. We're on TikTok. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on YouTube. We're on Sometime we'll be on OnlyFans. Sometime we'll be on Cameo. Who knows? We're everywhere. We're everywhere. Everywhere we want to be. And Pinterest. Pinterest. Fucking Pinterest. We, we revived our Tumblr. We revived our MySpace. LimeWire. <laughs> Bye, guys. Peace.